Guys, Valentine's Day is rapidly approaching and as men, we often, uh, we often are at a loss of what to do and we end up doing something generic like buying flowers or sending chocolate. But guys, we have something for you today that it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day, it can be any day of the year. We are gonna help you to do something that maybe you've never done. Today, one of my friends and college professors is gonna teach you the art of writing a love letter. No matter what your writing skills are, no matter what your education is, we are gonna help you to write a love letter that will not only take your marriage to the next level, but your wife will save that love letter and she'll put it away somewhere and will never get rid of it. She'll pull it out uh, on occasion to read it. It'll be one of those cherished gifts that she will never forget. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, sponsored by Mountain Tough Fitness Lab, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are. Men Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men Arena Podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. But before we get into our interview today, I want to share with you a hero story. As you know, we collect one hero story every day of the year. If we use your hero story on our podcast, we will send you some swag to say thank you. This is number eight this year. It comes from Scott V, and he's writing to us about the Coast to Coast Challenge. And this is really funny, guys. He says, uh, first of all, all, almost all of our guys who did the challenge brought their families into the mix, and that's what leaders do. And Scott's one of those guys. He said, this challenge has taught me a higher level of accountability on myself, especially having a team relying on my performance. Showed me how a few days of procrastination can create a mountain of setbacks. Isn't that true for a leader, man? You just can't back down. 
He said, even when we're down, injured, or unmotivated, that there is a contributions that can be made and provided from us all still. And this is the funny part. He said, asking your wife to join the distance challenge team and then getting her pregnant in the first few months is not a great strategy for contributing at a distance challenge. So that is hilarious, Scott. Hopefully your baby uh, is here and safe and, and healthy. Uh, God bless you, man. Thanks for that great hero story. Guys, stay tuned to the end of this episode and we will unleash one of our man laws that you can find in my book, Man Laws, 101 Ways to Get Your Man Card Revoked and Rules to Live By, which is free on my website. Hey guys, I'm really excited to bring my good friend on the show today, Kevin Brewer. Kevin lives in Yamhill, Oregon with his beautiful wife, Amy, of 27 years. He's currently a college professor at George Fox University, and he is an expert at writing love letters to his wife. So we are going to we are so excited to have him on the show. He's also the father of three amazing uh, young adult sons and uh, he's a great father, great husband and a great friend. So Kevin, it's great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me on. I've listened to it for many years, so uh, it's uh, humbling to be on. So Yeah, I remember you came up to me at church one time years ago, and you said, I'm mad at you. I keep spending money on all these books you're recommending. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I still am. <laughs> well, this is one of those podcasts where, you, where the guys don't have to worry about buying a book. They're actually no going to write their own. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Just paper and pencil. <laughs> oh man! So, well, we're gonna you're gonna teach these guys today how to write a love letter or a love note, and we're gonna discern between the two. But first, I just want to take a minute, let our guys get to know you a little bit better. Why don't you tell us your story? <clears throat> My story. Well, uh, <clears throat> grew up in a Christian home. Uh, was faithful, come from uh, a lineage of, of that. My uncle was a missionary. He's a godparent and invested a lot in my life over the years, him and, and uh, my aunt, uh, sending me cards and giving me books and things along the way. So definitely had seen the pattern um, of how that played out. But uh, <clears throat> in my teen years, then definitely I kind of uh, was enjoying being a teen and influenced by the world. Um Probably the safest thing to say is uh, got the got the girlfriend and that just got me off track. And so I uh, went to college, thought I was going a certain way. And next thing you know, I'm uh, uh, deciding, hey, I need to see if this uh, if this faith, this thing that my parents have, which I kind of would say yes to if it was real. So I uh, was doing an exchange program with my girlfriend uh, and her, her roommate. So we went we went down to California. Uh, San Bernardino, Cal State, San Bernardino. So, uh, which I later discovered, I thought it was California. And they said, well, that's the armpit of California. Uh, but uh, you can meet Jesus and and he can turn your life around even in the armpit of California. And it was there I invested myself in uh, with Christian guys and just said, I wanted to go, go all in. So I went all in. And then my uh, my girlfriend at the time, she uh, she said, you know what? I'm interfering with you getting closer to God. <laughs> Can you believe that? So, so she's the one that called it off uh, because of that. And it was a hard decision, but it's the best thing that, uh, that worked for me. And long story short, just kind of just been diving into Jesus since that time. And I um, always thought that I wanted to uh, rebound from off that and find a woman that was more like my mom, my grandma, my aunts. Uh, she was a great gal, but just wasn't on fire for the Lord. So um, God brought uh, 
he, he didn't bring the person that I wanted. As I heard on the radio today, someone was saying that he brought me the person that I didn't know that I wanted. So that I needed. Yeah. So uh, then ended up, uh, yeah, getting married, having three kids, great kids, and just been trying to follow Jesus and, and love them and love God. And um, I live here in Yamhill and uh, teach at, uh, at a college. So trying to just shine for Jesus. Well, we raised three boys as well, and it's just your boys are all such neat young men, and they're all so different. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. hard part with raising kids, right? It's like yeah. you, you get one, you screw him up real bad, and the second one comes yeah. along, and you think, I got it, and you're like, oh, he's different than the first. And so it's just, <laughs> but you've done a great job. Your kids are just, you've got some real fine young men, and, and uh, mm. it was great seeing James last night at our gathering, and he's still in high school. I think he's a senior, right? Senior in high school, yeah. He's got his last home basketball game tonight. So, yeah. awesome. Well, hey, I want to well, dive in. I want to dive into this podcast today. And before we do, I want to I want to issue a warning. I, I woke up this morning. I thought I need to say this because uh, we have a lot of wives that listen to this podcast, and they listen yeah. because they want to figure out what's going on inside their their husband's brain, uh, and they also want to find out how they can be better wives. So here's um, here's one thing I'm going to tell you, ladies, to help you be a better wife today. Are you ready for this? If you are listening to this today and your husband is listening to this and your husband gets inspired today and he writes you a love letter, but you know he would have never written you a love letter if he hadn't listened to the podcast, the last thing you ever want to do is mention the podcast. Because if you say something like, oh, you just heard that on the podcast, you are going to, it's like kicking him in the, between the legs. It's a, it would be incredibly disrespectful and it would be hurtful to him. So if you so you don't want to do that to him. What you want to do instead is applaud his beautiful letter, put it on display, frame it, tell him what a study is and what a great lover and romantic <laughs> man he is. That's what you want to tell him. Don't ever tell him you listen to this podcast. So I just know I just I just know how this can go sometimes. So don't take something that that your husband does that's beautiful and uh, put it in an ugly package because you happened to. The, the key thing here is he he heard, he learned, he was inspired, and he did something. And, man, you're going to applaud it because you're a magnum wife. So I wanted to offer that warning, Kevin. So, Kevin, mm-hmm. t- let's talk about this. So so tell me about this. So I know you've got a funny story here. What inspired you to teach people about writing love letters? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> There is a uh, a guy who used to be a friend until this incident happened <laughs> at church. Hey, I have the same uh, relationship with him. <laughs> I used to think he was a nice guy. Uh, he's part of our men's group or a men's ministry at our church. And uh, he was trying to come up with some workshops for uh, our our men's weekend. And he's like, yeah, hey, would you be open to to doing a uh, a workshop? And I said, yeah, sure, I think I would. And he says, well, you know, and, and looking at you, college professor and everything like that, you seem like the kind of guy that's written a love note or two to your wife. Did I'm you like, tell him your math? It was math, not English? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I said, yeah, I'm used to just more numbers than letters. We call those variables. Yeah. Um, I said, but I have written some of those. And he goes, well, great. Then how about you teach us a workshop? I'll put you down. So uh, that started this whole ball rolling there, and I, uh, I had, I have written notes before, but never really thought about like, what, you know, how would you kind of explain that? And then, especially, you know, hey, out in a country church, and I've you know, got a lot of blue collar friends. It's you know, it's that's different to kind of talk about that than, you know, C.S. Lewis's nephew or something. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting, and you brought up a good point. You said blue-collar friends, because we attend the same church. The building was built in 1882, and it's a a wonderful church, but it is, you know, it is filled with country folk, you know, blue-collar guys. And our blue-collar guys are very, very intelligent uh, whether you're blue collar or white collar is not a matter of intelligence, but but our blue collar guys are are brilliant with their hands and and work, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys don't. Uh, they're not big writers or readers. They'll read if they have to learn something for their yeah. job, but they're not big writers or readers. And so a lot of our guys could be intimidated by writing a love letter. And I think I think the reason why a lot of women don't get more love letters or love notes is because mm-hmm. the husbands don't know how to do it. And if a man yeah. doesn't want to do something, he'd rather not do it than fail. So uh, so yeah. I think that's right on the money. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna so I know that you've told me earlier you want to target that guy. You're not gonna target the college professor. You're gonna target the guy who's intelligent yeah. but doesn't yeah. maybe feels a little intimidated. Well and you know even with that too because we're so into the digital world now that that we're used to like doing emails or text messages or talking on the phone for that matter. And so one of the things that I, you know, I, I just think is re- extremely important. Um, my wife is an elementary teacher by trade and she's all into cursive and different things, but there's something about just writing it by a pen, right? Like just, it's that, it takes that extra time. Um, the, the point of doing, of writing the love letter, I mean, I, I think you really have to think about the point of writing the love letter. And sometimes we get caught up with like the letter, but the importance is the love, right? We're really trying to communicate love and nothing says love more than making a sacrifice. So the fact that if any guy that just never does anything, if this is not your thing, then that's to your advantage. Yes. Because just putting anything on paper is a win, right? She's just going to love that, that you like, that's a snow lot. That's just so not like him. So what's going on here? So, and it's because I love you that I'm writing this. And so I think just right there, just from the get go, focus on love. Don't focus on the letter. Don't focus on the grammar. Don't worry about that stuff. Like she knows she probably has a good idea of what your writing abilities are. So if anything, it works to your advantage. So, Okay. So step number one, use a pen and paper. And I'm going to add one. Use blue ink. Use a pen with blue ink. There's something about blue ink. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's a great point, Kevin. I hadn't thought about that. But don't tie, don't send a long text. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on the computer. Put yeah. it on paper. Yeah, that's really really good. Okay, so put it yeah, on it paper. Just, you know, it personalizes it. You know, and and especially if you can do cursive. I mean, there's just something about the cursive itself. Right? The young people they don't know how to do that, but you know, some of the middle aged and older guys they. they yeah, cursive so. is cursive is beautiful. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. typically do like a mix between the two, but and mine's not beautiful, mm-hmm. but my wife writes beautifully. So start with <laughs> so start with a pencil and pen. So mm-hmm. so what would you say the next step is? So let's stop. Let's stop. And I'm going to ask you this mm-hmm. question. So what's so we're telling guys to write a love letter, but what a, mm-hmm. and so but there's also these shorter things that would go on a postcard or a, a mm-hmm. post-it. Yeah. What's the difference between a love note and a love letter in your opinion? Well, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. I I think the love note was probably um that was usually where that's where I made my money, so to speak, with with my wife uh, early on. So this is even before post-it notes, right? It was just the love note, like just the index card, a little scrap of paper, the back of an envelope. You just put anything down there. You just leave it around the house, put it on. Well, when I was dating, I put it on her car window. 
you know, just triggering something like, you know, stuff in the lunchbox, that kind of thing. So those are some great things to do as well. They don't have to be as, as deep, right? Like, but it could just be more, I'm thinking of you, but the love, the love letter, I, I don't know exactly the length, but um, it's going to be longer. There's going to be, you're going to be putting a lot more thoughts and ideas down on there. So it's not just one thought, it's kind of a, a collection of thoughts. And so, and you can really kind of go with, with anything, but um, you know, you can, you know, I, I just think because of that, it's, you know, the note can just come spur the moment, but the love letter, you, you need to plan a little bit of time. So I think you just need to plan. I would suggest just getting away or during your lunch break or something like that. You need like half an hour or something, or I don't know, 15 minutes or multiple five minute times and you just need to think and just put down thoughts about your wife, right? I mean, what are things about your wife that uh, that jump out at you? I mean, you can be kind of categories like um, you know what you how you're attracted to her physically, and you know, that's all. That's the easy one, but you want to get past that um, because that you know, in a sense, is a little shallow. You you definitely want to be telling her how beautiful she is, but but to really be diving into the love is you know. What is it about her that that you just really appreciate? What are the things she does or what's the ideas she has or what are the roles that she plays or how does she, I want to say how she makes you feel, but um, I, I just know for me, just the idea, I think be, be, behind every good man, right, is the woman that believes in me. So to think about that kind of stuff and, and I would just encourage you just to have a piece of paper and just jot things down, like just any idea about your wife, like why she's so amazing. like. Um, so try to come up with some things because then when you go to write the letter, then you're going to have this collection of ideas that you can go with. So, okay. okay. So I'm, I'm just for the sake of, of men getting an assignment. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell them to plan on one half page. Yeah. One half. That's about yeah. 250 words. Yeah. Easy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. write it in pen on paper, one page mm -hmm. long block out time. You said block out time to write mm -hmm. it. And then yeah. you said, and I'm going to ask you to, to dial this in a little more. You said, write down why you love your wife. Are you just saying right at this point in the game, they're just writing a bunch of random things down or are they categorizing them or how are they doing this? Well, I, um, so I, I, I kind of broken this down, uh, cause I, I kind of went through this with my, I was trying to think, Hey, let me kind of go through the process and document some of the ideas. And then when I was teaching the workshop, so what I had come up with was um, first of all, you know, um, you know, start off with, you kind of want to get the brain going. So start off with the physical, write down like two or three things that you like about, it, right? Like, I mean, it could be kind of the shell. I like it with your backside, right? Like, like your eyes, I like your hair. You know, I like, but what would be better is a phrase of like, I love watching your hair blow in the wind or something. You know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah. There, yeah. There you go. So, you know, feel free to, to go with that, but then, but then to move in, cause that's going to be the easier stuff to get to. But, um, you know, again, just think about what are one or two things that your wife does, you know, uh, around the house, things that you're proud of. Um, well, honestly, cause we do brag about our wives and, and we don't often brag to her, right? Like, so what are the things that we're kind of proud of, right? Like how she, you know, she ha works the job or how she does the job while she's working. Right. So my wife is, uh, you know, an elementary uh, school kind of does writing books and things like that. I love watching her work with the kids. So just something like that. Like when I see you working with the neighbor kids, right. Like that just, 
I, you're just at your element, right? Like then put that down, right? If you, if your wife is just amazing in the kitchen and hosting people, like then just something like that. Like that's just that it shows that you see her and you notice what she does and you just think that that's important and you're proud of it and you brag every now and then to your friends about it. Well, why not tell your wife that, right? Um, so, um, and you know, then you could dig it, get into some things like, uh, thinking about how God has used her, um, in your life. Um, there could be how she's, you know, held, held you accountable or, you know, she's reading, you know, could kind of go back to like, you see her reading the Bible and then that encourages you or that sometimes she speaks some of those tough words from scripture that you kind of wanted to gloss over. You don't understand when you read the scripture and she brings it to light for you. Sometimes that happens, right? Like we're just a knucklehead reading. And then she sees it and she gives her perspective. And you're like, never thought of it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, God gave us our wives for a reason. Yep. And so I'm just kind of going through the different areas of our life. And that's a big one as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, for me, because I've, I've written, I'm a poem guy. Mm. I write poems and I've written love letters and I've done different things over the years. For me also, it's it's to, just to add one, I like to think of what are the qualities about her, her character traits. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell her you're faithful, you're loyal, yeah. you're, you're holy, yeah. you know, you know, you know, these character traits, which is, you know, th- which, which are inspiring. Cause I don't, I, you yeah. know, they, they inspire me to be faithful and loyal and holy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, I mean, good. there's some things we have in common with them. And then there's a handful of things that are just, just, I'm not wired that way at all. And that just, you know, I, I think the healthy marriage over the years, I've discovered, you know, after about the 10 year mark, I'm like, boy, all these things that I started kind of noticing in her, I'm taking on a certain degree of myself, right? I was seeing how she was seeing the world and I kind of started seeing the world a little differently that way, right? Like, and I think that's how God intends it as we're kind of being united. So, um, yeah, so it's it's literally becoming, it's rewiring me. So why wouldn't I want to just be thankful for that and notice that and, and just let her know that? So, so that's such a key thing. So you're telling, you're telling your, you're categorizing at this point, the things you mm-hmm. love about your wife uh, yeah. physically, which is the easy part, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the things you're proud of, your, the things that uh, you like about her uh, personality, her character, and the ways mm-hmm. that she's challenged you to be better. Okay, so I've got, I've got this list of, Thirty things. Now, what do I do? <laughs> well, I think you should probably take a break. Oh, good. Job. All right, good. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you do it the same. You don't do it the same time. One is just coming up with a list of things. In fact, that could just be an ongoing thing. You could, if uh, if you're not desperate to get it done by like some day next week. <laughs> oh, so if there's no deadline, then it could just be a collection of things until you kind of feel like you've really kind of processed it. Cause then you're going to be driving around or in, you know, at work and then you're going to think of something. So just add that to the list. But then when you go to write it, then you kind of want to be fresh and kind of go through that. And you kind of want to put them together in some way. Um, now my disclaimer for this as well is that uh, you were telling the wives to, to be a little careful if they happen to listen here, not to judge. And I, I really am hoping that because I just kind of feel like that just getting anything from from the husband on paper, it's handwritten, goes a long way. So especially and, the first one, especially the, the first one. Yes. 
you can get better at. It's a skill. I mean, it's like any, it's a skill that anyone can get, can get good at. And you're just getting good at it with your wife, right? Like you're just trying to impress your wife. And so um, I think that that's, I mean, she's the one that looks at us and just kind of smirks, right? Like, so she's like, oh, he wrote something. Well, this is going to be good. So, and it will be good, right? And so then you just get to kind of jump in and just start putting things down on paper. And um, I don't, you're not writing to your English teacher from middle school. So she's not going to mark it up with red ink and, hey, bad punctuation and, and capitalization. And and so you just get to share kind of what that is. So. So, so how do I create, um, so I walk, so I've, I've written this list down. Mm-hmm. I've walked away, which I think is yeah. a great stroke of wisdom. Walk mm-hmm. away. So really what we're telling guys is actually, we're telling them to block two different times to yes. do this. So we're going to walk away maybe a day, yeah. maybe two days. We're going to process. We're going to think yeah. we're going to, I've got my yellow notepad on my phone. I'll write things in there mm-hmm. just to remember. And then, yeah. I, and then eventually I'm going to come back. Yeah. And I've got half an hour, let's say. Now what? Well, How do I create I, flow? And before you can, you got to have a nice piece of paper. Can't. So we kind of talked about pen and paper. So, you know, maybe it's worth investing in some nice stationery. You, you know, maybe your men's group, you could all go in on the same stationery. I think they, I don't know, they just sell them in tin packs or something. Like everyone gets one. Then that'd be kind of weird. Everyone has the same stationery, their wives. But, <laughs> but hey. I don't know. You invest in something, a plain piece of paper, notebook paper, but it should be a kind of a decent piece of paper. And then you just start with the name, call her your pet name, or there's no, there's really no right or wrong. I mean, it's your love. It's, it's how you talk about it. So, you know, um, I think I did one just recently and I said, dearest Amy. So I don't know, it just kind of seems I kind of almost did a little bit more sarcastically because it's like, that seems like you're supposed to do it that way. So I'll do it. And then she's going to smirk like, what? So I don't know. You should have fun with it. It's it's love, but it's fun. So, well, but your wife is such an artist. She would take yes. that and laugh. She'd be like, that's cute. Because yes. you never talked to her that way and she would never want you to. But the fact yeah. that you're doing that, you could see the smirk on your face. So she's reading yes. it, right? Because she yes. knows well, you, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, that's so, that's yeah, really you're good. You're kind of playing with it. You're kind of thinking, how is she going to respond? Yeah. And then I'm going to write something to get a response. And so, yeah, to get her to smirk. So I don't want to do it nicely because then that's too, right? I don't know. You're Yeah, you're so, playing. You're bantering. You're doing your yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. And there, yeah. So writing is, you know, as you do a little bit more writing, I, I, I think it probably the skill would come out. And as she responds to her, you're going to see what she says. So, and I'm sure you've, Hopefully, guys have written some stuff in cards and you kind of have a little bit of an idea, like maybe some of the jokes that you're trying to pull off. So be careful about some of those. You don't want to get you want to avoid the ones that are going to get the eye roll. That's not a, a positive one. Right. I mean, so. Well, um, I, what I'm yeah. hearing you say, Kevin, is avoid sarcasm because in sarcasm, there's truth. So don't say mm-hmm. anything sarcastic that is mean because you have some underlying yeah. bitter yeah. root there. Right. Yes. Yeah. Dearest Amy has no sarcasm. It's just, I just (laughs) knowing you two, I'm like, okay, that is cute. You know what I mean? So, okay. Yeah. It's not what I'd say, but it's not too far overboard. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely is going to see for most, I think most women, when they get a love letter, especially if they haven't gotten one, they they are going to be surprised. So it's not like it has to be overly serious on that level. So, um, but you just get to start putting things down there and, um, you know, I guess probably another thing along the way is I'm just a really big fan of uh, to include scripture. Um, 
so that that could be a good thing as you're kind of you know processing and coming up with a list is is to have a scripture right like something from your bible reading uh it could it could have to do with your what you think of her like you could look in proverbs 31 if you wanted to directly be about your wife it could just be something about love in general it could be um you know i i don't know how some people are but we have uh, like our, our it, it started as our wedding verse, but it has since turned into our family verse and our focus. So, or if there's someone that has a verse over their, uh, over their uh, mantle or something like that, if there's a verse that means something that kind of the family all, all gathers around, um, then that could be something that you could throw in there. That's just like somewhere in the letter, I guess, let me start over. Somewhere in the letter is to include God, Right. So it's not just a love letter to your wife, but how you are thankful to God for your wife and the adventure that you're going on and what you're hoping to be doing with her. And, you know, just kind of sharing a a verse of uh, just encouragement to her or something. But um, I just always think it's a good a good thing to always include scripture in all your communication. So here's an example. A good example is Philippians one, three. I thank God every time I remember you. A bad example is Proverbs five, 19. Your breasts satisfy me always stay away from that stuff. (laughs) Stay away from song of Solomon, unless it's non-sexual, but you know, (laughs) you just, you're, you're trying to uh, focus on loving her for who she is. Yeah. Right, for who she yeah. is inside. So, so I love yeah. that. Include scripture. Bring God into this for sure. Okay, yeah. so I've got a, I've got a scripture. I've got all of these things I've listed about her. Now, mm-hmm. the hard part for the guys is creating flow. Mm. So, how do you take all of these thoughts and create flow? By flow, I mean a letter. You know, a 250, 200 word letter. How mm-hmm. do we do that? That that to me is the mm. is the question. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just be, you know, chronological, like, here's what I'm thankful for. Here's what you've done. Here's what I noticed day to day. And then here's kind of where we're going in the future, maybe kind of putting some of those things on there, right? I, which I think in the future could be a good thing, too. I think, uh, you know, especially, you know, I, I wrote one recently, well, or last year uh, for, I, by the way, I don't write love letters all the time. So I, Yeah, I understand. Like, I understand. It, but the one, it was for our 25th wedding anniversary. So I was kind of trying to touch on, wow, this is, look at where we've, so I just really put a lot of things down there. But then I was trying to use that as a moment to kind of think where we're going. And what are the things we get to do? And picturing sitting on a beach, this was really a weird one, uh, but it was sitting on a beach and watching our grandkids. Now, we don't have any grandkids right now. We don't have any daughters-in-law. But I just thought, you know what? That is something that I'm looking forward to. So I just thought that that actually seemed like that would be a great memory. And we haven't really talked about it before. So all of a sudden that drew something out that that now is a conversation piece for us. So I just throw that that down there. So chronologically can be good. Past, present, future. Um, You could do that. Or you could just literally, if you have them categorized somehow on a piece of paper, that probably would work out too. I wouldn't start with your physical one. Um, I would probably start with, you know, here's what I'm, I was thinking of you the other day and I just started keeping track of some of the things that I like about you. And then I ran out of paper, you know, come up with a joke or something. I don't know. Well, you know, it's that you've said something over and over again, and I want to affirm the men with what you're saying. Guys, the fact that you give her a love letter 
you've already won. Mm-hmm. So yep. what, what Kevin is saying and what I'm hearing, if I'm wrong, Kevin, tell me. What I'm hearing I, you say is you write that love letter, you've already won. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't matter. I, and then I also heard you say this, I, and I think, you know, when I'm talking about flow, you said the word organized, and I think those are the same things. But yeah. you said something I thought was really good, for, especially for a first love letter, mm-hmm. is the past, the chronology, past, how we, you know, how we met, mm-hmm. present, where we are yeah. now, and future, what you see together. And I yeah. think what you said there, Kevin, is a stroke of genius, because there's something about women that a lot of men don't know. And I don't care who I don't care if it's a woman running a Fortune 500 company as a CEO. Women are incredibly insecure when it comes to relationship with her husband. So when mm-hmm. you start talking future, that yeah. does something within the spirit of a woman. Yeah. So I really, I really think that's a stroke of genius there, on your well, part. Well, <laughs> not about genius, but it's survival. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I, I'm Live to fight another people. day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to plant seeds in her head. Hey, you know, when I, we get you that new car and then you're going to be with me grown shopping, right? Like, or we're going to go to our anniversary. Like, don't forget, oh my I'm gosh. in the picture. I love it. Yeah. I, I love the painting the picture of the future. I, yeah. That's something, that's a, that's new learning for me. So mm. I appreciate that. So uh, I yeah. think that is that is really good. I, I think the past, man, that, might, that might be a great recipe for a first love letter. Past, mm-hmm. present, future. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is it's, you know, cause a lot of us guys, we're not good at talking and, and sharing our things, but, and then we mess up. Well, you, you can't mess up about the future cause it's just what you hope to happen. So now you might mess up once you get there, but as long as it's still in the future, it, you know, you can't go wrong. So come up with something that, that that's nice. Right. So, so you, you said sharing our feelings. So, so. What do you what do you recommend when it comes to sharing our feelings? What feelings should a man share or should a man share feelings in a love letter? Feelings. Um I'm not a fan of the word love too much, right? Like we overuse the word love. And, I agree. And as guys, I agree. Yeah. But we gotta come up with something. Um you know, it's always like uh so maybe the feeling is I feel more bold when you're by my side, right? Um, I have better thoughts when you're, it could be the thing that, that triggers in you. Like I perform better, right? Like, um, you know, if, if your wife happens to make you lunch, my wife does from time to time and then it spoils me because then when I make my own lunch, then I'm gonna go back to just the peanut butter sandwich. Uh, but, um, but yeah, you know, it's like, wow, when, when, when I have my lunch, then I'm reminded of you. And that's a nice, right? Like it could just, it could be just what it triggers in you, right? Just a thought, it could trigger a thought. It could trigger boldness. It could trigger action. Um, so, and then you could get into the squirmy words if you want to, I, you know, that's, I don't really like to live there. I'm a math teacher. So, but I don't get into, <laughs> I don't get into that a whole lot. So I, I usually do a little bit more of the other, like. You, you make, make me feel like a whole number. Yes. And not a fraction. Well, you know, you said something, though, that was really interesting. This might be the title of this podcast. You said, you know, Mm. we're writing a love letter, how to write a love letter without using the word love. Mm. Like, uh, describe what I hear you saying is describe your love to her without using the word love. 
I adore yeah. you. You you bring out the best in me. You your mm-hmm. faithfulness is inspiring. Yeah. You know your your yeah. beauty is is uh is is better yeah. today than yesterday, right? Yeah, and yeah. I yeah. think that's really good to 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 write a love letter without using the word love in the letter. So the goal is to write a love letter describing the love without using the word. Because that's pretty, that's almost like a bouquet of flowers. It's just so it, generic, the it, word love. It, yes, exactly, yeah. It's yeah. It's a dozen roses. So you don't just come out and just give a dozen roses all the time. It's like, then it is meaningless, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to save it for the special occasions. So, so good. Well, I so think, good. you know, I think a lot of guys are, are actually better at this than they realize, because <clears throat> if we were to, if we were to change it and say the word excitement, so do you use the word excitement with your buddies? Man, I went, you know, I went out and boy, I was excited when we went hunting and I saw the, the deer. I was excited. You know, you don't keep using excitement. You're just telling what happened. Like, oh, I was getting nervous when I saw that, you know, and then, man, my heart started beating. Like, why didn't it just kind of just say those kind of things, right? Like you don't have to like feel like you have to drive it towards these feelings or things. You just kind of talk about, and I think that's why, that's why it is good to just reflect because then you can just think about why having her around makes you better. What does it do to you? Right? Mm, Yes. That's good. So we've got, so we're kind of, we're going through this letter. Mm -hmm. We are, explaining our love without using the word. Maybe mm-hmm. we're using a chronological order to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, and it's really easy to get into a flow as these thoughts are organized in these ways. So how yeah. do we, let's get to the end of the letter. Mm. How do you, what's, what's a, what's a beautiful ending? Love, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so you do use the word at the end. You, so it's okay to use the, the word. Uh, we'll use love at the end, yeah. Or your loving uh, husband, your loving husband, some derivative. Loving, yeah. I, I'll admit, I, yeah, that, it's kind of hard when I, I, I don't, because uh, I don't know. It, it, it is like, you got you to gotta think, are you, I'll be honest, this is kind of the most challenging for me was like, do I just put Kevin? Do I put, you know, uh, a pet name or something like that? You know, my pet, you know, what she calls me, which we don't even really have one, like hubby, hubster, I don't know. Like, so it's kind of, it's just kind of weird. Do I just do my initial or what? So, but it, I don't, I don't know that it matters by that time. Hopefully she's in tears or laughing or something. And it's just like, yeah, that's for me. Or, um, you know, it's funny. I'm in my file right now and I actually have a file called love letters. So I'm going to open one. I'm opening, oh, I'm opening let's, an actual love letter. This is a poem. Let's see how you end it. I write Jimbo. a lot. I write a lot of poems. So yeah, she's, I, I, I tend to lean towards poems more. Yeah, uh, because to me they create more. Um, I don't know, but but I, I I've written tons of love letters. Here's another one. I'm li- I signed it your loving husband. The lo- mm-hmm. and at the end of the at the end of the page yeah. I said Philippians one three. I thank God every time I remember you. So yeah. So these are yeah. just some things, and they're just a lot of them are random thoughts. I'm a writer though, so yeah. so don't do yeah. what I don't don't listen to me because I'll overwhelm you. But no, this well, is well. You're good. best writer. You're doing poems too. So, but I yeah. think poetry could be a great thing. I'm not a poetry writer, but. Uh, and the people who are really good at poetry, they say this isn't true. But for me, poetry, it rhymes. So just coming up with a witty little thing. If you can come up with a serious thing, great. But you can come up with some some silly little things that rhyme. Uh, yeah, we had we had one. Uh, love you little, love you big. Love you like a little pig. 
I grew, I raised pigs when I was growing up. So oh. that was just one that came down there and it was just kind of a silly fun thing. It's, I don't know, why not? A roses are red, violets are blue one, you know, you can. Yeah. Well, whatever, you know, for me, for, for me, I think the rhyme is really important. Uh, almost all mine have rhymed and I usually do an AB type of thing. So I mm-hmm. A yeah. and I B and I rhyme it. And I, and yeah. I, t- I basically take a theme and I just write about mm-hmm. it. One poem was yeah. called She. And it yeah. was about her, and one was called the faithful one. Is about her faithfulness. Yeah. So I took yeah. a topic and I just wrote about it. And I think yeah. you could do that too when you're talking about your topics. You yeah. know, you could say, "Man, I really admire this in my wife," and mm-hmm. you could just spend one letter writing about what you admire about her heart. Yeah, I mean, so there's a, there, what I hear you saying is, which is really cool, and I, I'm glad you didn't give us a lock and load recipe. Is that there's multiple things you can do here. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is do something. Something. <laughs> something is better than nothing. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, right? So Yeah, and I but I mean one of the, I've learned a, I mean I'd never thought about this write it on paper. Like and I I think I've done that before, but those yeah. wouldn't be on my computer, right? They yeah. would be somewhere else for her. They'd be in her Bible. Yeah. And on her Bible, yeah. I another another yeah. another op- option here is Buy your wife a Bible and take that open leaf there and write in that write your love letter in the cover of that Bible. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so take there, it with her. Yep. Yeah. So there's certain well, things, and that's the key thing too. Is the idea? I'm I'm always thinking that this is uh, it's a document, right? Like it could go to court, right? And so she is hopefully going to be carrying. The, she might be carrying this with her if it's right, and stash it and be rereading it later. So is this the kind of the kind of thing that? that you want as she's rereading it, that could be a real encouragement to her. So um, as you're thinking about some of these things, I think that that's, that that can be a, um, an important component too. It's like, you know, I don't know if it raises the bar or something like that, but I just think that's kind of cool. It's like, what are the words that you just want her to hear that she's continuing to reflect on? Like, you just think she's beautiful, you know, put that down. And why you think she's beautiful? Like, man, when things are tough, I just really feel free. I love to be there for you with the kids, you know, and uh, just appreciate all your sacrifice. Like you just want that because she can just read that maybe when you're away or something. So that's, that's what can be here. Um, and, you know, you could have a typed one and she can do the same thing. And then maybe just write a little note on top of that with that. So you got me thinking. A lot of flexibility. You got me thinking. So let's take sex and get it out of the equation. Mm-hmm. What, what can <clears throat> you guarantee will happen with this letter? And I'll start because I ha- I'll start and I'll let you go. But for me, you I can guarantee you she will never throw it away. That's a guarantee, right? Mm-hmm. What are some other yeah. guarantees that you have? Like, what are some things you've learned about Amy? Like, when you write her a letter, what are some things that you can tell the guys? I promise you, this will happen. Well, not just uh, not throwing it away, but kind of putting some of them in a prominent spot. Right? Yes, yet together. Even though- even though she can't see it, but it's still just a reminder, right? Um, I, I think that it it's the the response afterwards too. Um, it's I, I think it changes the conversation because there's you know you put things down on paper that are hopefully meaningful. And like if you're casting a vision, I think that there's just there's just a, a softness that kind of can come in. Uh, it it's it's a bonding thing, right? Just like when you pray together, there's this bonding that's coming here. I think it's it's like the one-sided aspect of that. And you're showing yourself vulnerable. And so she is she's loving that because she's relational. So she's coming under that part of you. And then I think that's what that's doing to us is it's sort of opening up a part of us as well. That it can be 
it can be easier to be a little more vulnerable where we're writing instead of in her presence, like in the action, right? <clears throat> that can be a little bit more difficult to be vulnerable to share, you know, our our feelings or what she's spurring on in us. So I think it's doing some good stuff in us that that's that's really laying some good groundwork and, and foundational um, binding our marriage together. It's covenantal, right? I mean, this is God wrote the Bible to us. His word, in fact, God actually was the word that came and dwelt among us. So there's something about the written word. Um, it's the contract component of the covenant, right? Mm-hmm. It's really locking us into our words. So I think it's just powerful. And, and uh, it's just going to be good. Probably going to get a little different smile from her, hopefully. For sure. And, and you know, it's interesting, you know, in Genesis, uh, when God performed the first wedding, he said, you know, uh, basically, leave, cleave, and weave. Leave your fa- a man will leave his father and mother, mm-hmm. cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh or weave. This this love letter is part of that cleaving, which is connecting. Mm. You're you're yeah. cleaving to your wife here. You're connecting your spirit to hers by being yeah. vulnerable, yeah. right? And seeing yes. and yeah. seeing the vulnerability that she's expressed to you and putting that on paper. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, good. And, and literally, like, Jesus came and dwelt among us, right? Mm-hmm. And he became life in our midst. And, and when he, God spoke the world in, in, into existence, it was spoken, right? Like, so we are speaking life into our wife. We are, we are literally, um, yeah, we're creating the life. We're creating that bond. We're creating, like, the next, like, across a mud puddle. It's like we're literally, like, laying our – it's almost like laying our coat down for her next step, right? So as we keep doing these things, you know, all the different things of a healthy marriage, I think, just really lays the the groundwork for that. And this is just one more component that we can be doing that doesn't get used enough, I don't think. I, I'm guilty of that as well. But it's the written word. It's like, man, I can take it to the bank, Right. <laughs> and and you said literally. something that was really good. You said she needs that. She does need that. How yeah. many of our women are not being told that they're beautiful, that they're loved mm-hmm. by their husband? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, how, you know, they need to hear that. But mm-hmm. but when you write it down, it never goes away. Yeah, like the words go away and they fade over time. But the yeah, but the written word does not. It exists forever yeah. and it actually exists to the next generation yeah so that's well, and in the same token when we get something from our wives right like that first time and you're going to your look at this she, me she said she loved me yes she wants to date me or whatever right like we're so excited it's locked right it, it locks it in it's our, our proof our wives when they go out uh in the future right like they're after they've read that then they're going to I mean, they know that in the back of their mind. They have a tough time. They can think back to that letter. That gives them strength. That gives them encouragement, right? And then that that is going to the future generation because that's changing the way that they're they're passing on the life going forward. Like my husband sees me this way, and so then then I'm going to step up and make sure that I am being this way, right? And then they're passing that on to our kids, and then they're carrying themselves that way. So we're you know, she does the same, Mimi does the same thing to me, man. When she says, and I'm the toughest guy she knows, and I'm like, I know I'm not, but man, I feel like it. <laughs> so I well, started acting a lot heck tougher. Heck yes. Well, you know, it's really funny, Kevin, you know, because it does go both ways. Like in my mm-hmm. library, uh, I, every Christmas card, any card that anybody sends me with a personal note that I feel like is affirming or encouraging, 
I save yeah. it and I put it in one of my books behind me. Mm. So my yeah. library is not only filled with books, but it's filled with hundreds of cards of people who have said things that are meaningful to me. And these things, <laughs> these this written word, it doesn't go away, yeah. right? Because at the yeah. end of the day, my wife, the question women ask is, am I still beautiful enough for you to pursue? And the love letter says, I'm doing it right now, baby. And then the yeah, men, the men, what we want to know from our wives is we still got what it takes. Yeah. And so when your wife yeah. says, I'm the strongest man you know, go, you say, yes, I am. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I better, you know, I better become the man that my dog thinks I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah uh, exactly, and step yeah. up to the man my <laughs> wife is telling me I am. So now this is great. What a great conversation. Well, Kevin, thank you so much, man, for this. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I look forward to thousands of men having better marriages because they've learned how to write a love letter today. God, God bless you, brother. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Jim. So guys, guys, this is man law number 41. The contributor of this man law is my friend, Jeff Van Dyke. And he said this, and I just love this. He said, on a road trip, the strongest bladder determines the pit stop. Isn't that, you know, we, we never do it that way. We always let the weakest bladder determine, but I like Jeff's, I like Jeff. I like the way you're thinking, man. Life rule is never bother a man who is dri in driving mode. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey guys, make sure that if you aren't are not a subscriber to this podcast that you do so, man, uh, help us out with that. And then also uh, shoot our link on over to some of your buddies and get them involved in our show as well. You guys can collaborate on uh, favorite episodes and things that really help you to be a better man. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. <laughs>